Production. Recorded live. And this is episode 194 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips, Flying Solo. You can follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like the show's Facebook page, the Michigan Sports Truth, and join the show's Facebook group, the Michigan Sports Truth. Also, um, call in at 724-444-7444. Call ID 141-123, follow by the pound key. Sorry for speaking so quietly. I I had um, an early morning flu. Um, I, uh, I kept throwing up. I kept going to the bathroom. Um, since then I didn't eat anything until after the Ithaca St. Louis doubleheader when I had dinner at Subway and then dessert at Buffalo Wild Wings in Mount Pleasant, Subway in St. Louis, Michigan, that is. So that's why I had to uh, push this to one thirty and fly solo tonight. Louis Tenor will be back later tonight at 11 p.m. <sighs> so let's get to it here. The Red Wings... Beat the Islanders in a 5-4 seesaw in regulation. Um, Jason Chimera, his fourth 400th NHL game, scored the tying goal at 2.32 to go, 2.26 to go. And, and then Danny DeKaiser... who got the uh, face-off win from Henrik Zetterberg, the captain, fired a one-timer, or a wrister, off two Islander skates and into the net with 28.9 seconds to go. And that proved to be the game winner. DeKaiser has now scored two game-winning goals in two meetings against the Islanders. One of them earlier this season in Brooklyn, New York at Barclays Center. A 4-3 overtime victory over the Islanders. DeKaiser risking that one past Grice. And then he risked another one past Grice earlier tonight or last night, with a, a for a game-winning goal off two Islander skates.
Henrik Zetterberg would finish with a goal and assist, and so would Anthony Mantha. Tomas Tatar with two assists. Darren Helm and Luke Glenn, Darren Helm and Luke Glendening with the other two goals. The first two goals for the Red Wings. Glendening only has two goals now. Darren Helm has just six. Mantha has twelve goals and. 13 assists this season in less than an entire season. The Islanders Islanders outshoot the Red Wings 36-24. Rice stops 19 shots. Mrazek stops 32. He wasn't quite phenomenal, but uh, he kept hanging in there. He did he did an okay job, except he gave up four goals. One of them off a turnover. Mike Green passing to Darren Helm. And Darren Helm miserably unable to uh, corral the puck, and Jason Chimera jumped out of it and Backhanded one in quickly to tie the game at 2.26 to go. That could have set the game into overtime. But Danny DeKaiser won it for the Red Wings in regulation. And um, it's actually a bad thing for... uh, the Red Wings tanking process. They were 0 for 2 on the power play. 10 penalty minutes. 23 hits each. 10 shot blocks for the Red Wings by the Red Wings. Six by the by the Islanders. Seven giveaways by the Red Wings, five by the Islanders. Andreas Athanasio only got only played seven forty eight of time on ice, one twenty five short handed. Thomas Vanek, 740. That is ridiculous. How could the Red Wings win 5 to 4 without, by not putting, by not by not using Thomas Vanek or Andreas Athanasiovic, with just giving them just under eight minutes of ice time each? That's unacceptable. That's still unacceptable. Anthony Matto, 15-21. He was 100% in face-off opportunities. The Red Wings were 52%. The Islanders, 48. Matto also with two takeaways. 
that's pretty good. Three hits, a plus three. Man, Mantha's a, a machine. Anthony, Anthony, the machine, Mantha. Anthony, 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 the machine, Mantha. Anthony, the machine, Mantha. Continues to gel. Continues to be red hot. But with that win, that puts the Red Wings out of last place in the East. They've jumped the Buffalo Sabres and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Wings have 51 points, 21, 21, and 9. The Buffalo Sabres, 20, 20, and 10 with 50. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, 22, and 24, and 6 with 50. The Red Wings, had they played a lot worse, and lost in regulation, could have stayed nine games, uh, nine points back of the Philadelphia Flyers, who have 58 points at 26, 20, and 6. But instead, the Red Wings are within seven points now. So that's the standings. The Red Wings go to Nashville and play the Predators at Bridgestone Arena Saturday night at 8. The Predators are in third place in the Central Division in the Western Conference. 58 points, 25, 18, and 8 is their record, a plus 8 differential. They blink the Edmonton Oilers at home at Bridgestone Arena 2-0 last Thursday night. Uh, this past Thursday night. And speaking of which, the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins beat the Chicago Wolves 5-2 in Rosemont, Illinois at at Allstate Arena in the Chicago area. The Griffins now improved to 6-2 on the season series against the Wolves and have also won nine of their last 11 in that arena, All-State Arena, outscoring the Wolves 43-16 to in that stretch. Danny Pascal made 30 saves during the victory on 32 shots on goal. He has allowed just 10 goals, 169, a 169 goal against that, goals against average, and has stopped 174 out of 184 shots, a 9.46 save percentage over his last six starts. Matt Lorito was one of four Grand Rapids skaters to reg- register multiple points. Ben Street opened the scoring on the power play for the Griffins, 129 in the hockey game. Martin, Martin Furk got the assist on Ben Street. 
Penn Street's goal. Robbie Russo, Kyle Criscolo, Eddie also scored Evgeny Svechnikov with the assist. Ryan Lashoff put the Griffins back up 4-2, and then Matt Laredo added the empty netter with 135 left in the game. Laredo would finish with two goals. The Griffins would finish one for two on the power play, while the Wolves were one for five. And Laredo would register also his 100th AHL point with his second goal of the night. Allen played in his 250th professional game. The Griffins are a perfect 13-0 and in scoring five or more times this season and 24-3-1-1, and 862 winning percentage when scoring the game's first goal. Pascal, the third star, Street, a power play goal and assist, the second star, Morito, two goals, first star. Back to the Red Wings, three stars of the night were uh, Danny DeKaiser, the game-winning goal, Anthony Mantha with a goal and assist, DeKaiser, the third star, Mantha, the second star, and Tomas Tatar, the first star, with two assists, two assists. So that's all hockey for tonight. The Pistons beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they had to hang on in the end. The Timberwolves had to come back. 116 to 108 was the final score. The Pistons improved to 23 and 27. The Timberwolves fall to 19 and 31. Pistons sweep the season series. Marcus Morris scored 36 points, and John Luer added 24. Carl Anthony Towns for Minnesota had a double-double of 24 points and 11 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins with 21 points. Zach Levine, 20. Andre Drummond had another double-double of his own, 12 points and 18 rebounds. Pistons led 92-82 in the fourth quarter before the Timberwolves went on a 7-0 run to to cut it to 92-89. Then the Pistons responded with a 10-0 run of their own to stretch it to See the box score here. 
never wants to cooperate the first time, pisses me off. Contavious Caldwell Pope with just two points tonight. Everybody has to, uh, he cooled off from his uh, new career high, 38 points on Wednesday night against the New Orleans Pelicans in a 118-98 victory. Pistons have won now two straight overall. Reggie Jackson with 10, Tobias Harris with 14, Aaron Baines with 8 in 18 minutes, plus 6 rebounds. Is Smith with 10. And that is, that is it for the uh, Pistons box score. Marcus Morris shot 5 and 9 from 3. One of them one of those three-pointers being a sick one in the clutch. He would finish uh, 12 and 19 from the floor. John Lower 8 of 16 and 4 for 7 from long range. Andre Drummond 6 for 14. He didn't shoot any free throws, obviously. Two steals, three turnovers for Andre, three blocks, three personal fouls on plus nine. Georgie Dang with six points. Ricky Rubio with 16 points and seven assists. Dang also with uh, 12 rebounds, 11 of them defensively. Shabazz Muhammad with 15 points. Three of four from three, six of 11 from the floor. Nemanja Jellica with just four points, and Tyus Jones with two. So the Pistons go to Indiana and play the Pacers at Bankers Life Fieldhouse Saturday at 7.30. Check that, 7 o'clock. Pacers are 27-22 and 22 in third place in the Central Division. The Pistons, with their win Friday night, have tied the Milwaukee Bucks for eighth place in the Eastern Conference standings. They are both 23 and 27 going into this. Uh, the Pistons have actually tied the Charlotte Hornets for eighth place. The Hornets have now lost six straight. The Pistons have now won two straight. As I mentioned before, the Pacers, however, have won five straight. The Pacers are on a roll. The Pistons have better get ready for that game. I have a preview of that. 
I do. Paul paces forward, Paul George, and point guard Jeff T. each scored 24 points in a 106-97 win over the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night. Pacers have now won 12 out of their last 16 games. The last time the Pacers and Pistons met was on January 3rd. The Pacers outslugged the Pistons 121 to 116 at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Before that, on December 17th, the Pacers won 105-90. Both those games were at the Palace. Paul George averaged 29 points in those games. The Pistons have now lost five. The Pistons have already lost five out of the last six road games, giving up an average of 130. 113.2 points in those defeats. The Pacers have several injury injury concerns. Starting forward, Thaddeus Young suffered a left wrist injury on Friday. X-rays were negative, but he will have an MRI on Saturday, which means he will not play against the Pistons. Reserve guard and former Piston Rodney Stuckey is questionable with an ankle injury. He has missed 16 of the last 17 games with it. So that is the preview of the Pistons and Pacers on Fox Sports Detroit Plus and 105.1 The Bounce in Ferndale, part of Greater Media Detroit. Now my Central Michigan Chippewas, Marcus Keene hit the game-winning three-pointer as seen on CBS Sports Network with uh, 4.3 seconds to go. Marcus Keene from the right wing, the hero, scoring a total of 35 points on 14 of 28 shooting from the floor, three for three from the free throw line. Chippewas cut down on their turnovers a little bit. 11 turnovers, Western 14 turnovers. Chips out rebound the Broncos 35 31. Western outshoots Central 51 46. That's 51.6 to 45.2 percent. But the Central Michigan ship was outshoot the Broncos from three point range 40.6 percent to 39.1. Free throw percentage. CMU 89.5, 17 of 19. Western, WNU 70%, 7 of 10. Western outblocks Central 7 to 1. Central outsteals Western 6 to 3. Chips out rebound the Broncos. 11 to 8 offensively. For the Chippewas,
they improved to um, 15 and 8 overall and 5 and 5 in the Mid American Conference. The Broncos, they still lose despite a close effort. 7 and 15 and 3 and 7 in the MAC. Chip's next game is uh, Tuesday at 7 at the Ohio Bobcats in Athens, Ohio. The Bobcats are 13 and 7 overall and 5 and 4 in the MAC. Jaron Simmons averaging 13.5 points per game and 6.9 assists per, per game is the junior guard from Dayton, Ohio at 6'1", 184. Ohio Bobcats about to tip off at home against the Akron Zips, who are 19-3. That game tips off at noon on CBS Sports Network, so uh, make sure you tune in to do some homework. To do some homework, Chippewa fans. So that is the recap for tonight. And that is episode one. 94 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips. On behalf of Lewis Tenor, follow my Twitter handle at DT2Phillips. Like the show's Facebook page, the Michigan Sports Truth, and join its Facebook group with the same name. Lewis will rejoin me later tonight at 11. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit.